Hi, this is Cami, and welcome to the I Know Kea podcast. So I had someone ask me why I would want to give all of my secrets away on a podcast. And actually, it's because I don't feel like I have any secrets. And it's not just because I'm an open book, but because I feel like there's a difference between privacy and secrecy. And for me, the difference lies in who has the power in that situation. So if I have something that I feel shame or fear around people finding out, then to me, that would be a secret. Or if I just have an experience that I want to keep part of for myself, then to me, that's just privacy. I do feel like all of my experiences are just my story, and I want to own that. So I don't really feel any shame or fear surrounding my experiences. Of course, I don't feel that way 100% of the time because I'm a human, Um, But for the most part, I just feel like we are who we are, and those experiences make us who we are. I learned at a younger age that we shouldn't be allowed to feel certain feelings or talk about certain experiences. So the example I want to give you is I had someone very close to me pass away in high school, and he died by suicide. I had two interactions with adults, One was my bishop. He basically told me that I needed to let go of the things that I was feeling and stop talking about it. And the second interaction I had was with my vice principal at the high school. And she said after speaking with me for a little bit, look, I know that you must really be hurting right now, but you have to stop this and you have to stop talking about it to your peers. And when I say she was telling me to stop this, She meant my actions. I was acting out. I was causing problems at school. I was skipping class. I was doing all of these things because I did not have the tools that I needed to properly deal with what I was feeling. And I am really grateful that mental health education and suicide prevention education has come so far since then because... It makes me so sad to think that an adult who was put in charge of children wasn't taking steps to help the emotional side of what I was going through rather than uh, the disciplinary side of how I was acting. Now, I don't blame anyone for their actions because everyone is just doing the best that they can with the information that they have. And so that is why I feel like it's important to share these stories and experiences so that we can all learn and do better. So for me, the feeling that I can describe during that time in my life is really lonely. And that is actually one of the most common things that I hear from people that tell me about their stories is that they just felt really lonely during an experience. And for me, feeling lonely when you are surrounded by people is in the top most terrifying feelings that I have felt. And so is fear. And, you know, fear causes loneliness. The fear of conflict, the fear of rejection, the fear of hurting people that we love, the fear of speaking up. And I've let that shame and fear stop me from connecting with people for a long time and just kept certain feelings or experiences locked away out of fear of judgment. And I even started to feel like 
I was valiant because I'm sacrificing for the good of other people. Sacrifice is a word that we hear in the LDS culture all the time. But I don't really like that I feel like sacrifice is a direct tie to someone's value. How much have they sacrificed? If you haven't sacrificed at all, then it's not enough. And some of those quotes have really stuck with me, like, it isn't your success, but your sacrifice that matters. Or the greatest sacrifice is your own happiness for the ones that you hold most dear. Now, I'm not talking about never making sacrifices or compromises, and for sure not talking about being a total narcissist with complete disregard for anybody around you. Because we all make sacrifices and compromises every day for the good of our relationships, for the good of our families, for the good of our communities, and we really need those. Um, But what I'm talking about is self-sacrifice, our own needs, our own happiness, and the things that really make us feel fulfilled for the perceived comfort of others. Self-sacrifice is not valiant, and self-sacrifice does not make us a good person. Can you hear my air quotes? A good person, whatever the definition is of that. Um, I actually read a quote in an article that explained the difference between generosity and self-sacrifice that I really loved. And it said, generosity is not about, I'll go without so you can have. Generosity is about, I have something and I want to share it with you. So generosity is not about leaving yourself out of the equation. It's about including others. I really enjoy sharing with others. I like serving others and it really does make me happy. And of course, it is ingrained in my brain because I can't tell you how many times I have sung the hymn because I have been given much. And here's a fun fact about that hymn for you, actually. So my brother served a mission in Ireland and lack is a slang word for boyfriend or girlfriend. So the line, I cannot see another's lack and I not share, takes on a little bit of a different meaning. (laughs) I think they actually had to stop singing that in that area. I'll have to ask him about that. After a while, the self-sacrifices that I was making really just made me angry. And I started to wonder, why am I doing this to myself? I'm just very resentful all the time, and people don't even know or understand why I'm acting the way that I am, because I don't tell them. So how could they know how I'm feeling? And I didn't want to say anything out of fear of conflict or fear of sounding super selfish, and I was just stuck in this internal struggle, and then the loneliness sets in again, and you can see how it's just... A really terrible cycle. And my quest to make a jump from self-sacrificer to a generous giver has actually been a lot more difficult than I thought. I'm a natural people pleaser. I want people to like me and I want people to be happy with me. And it feels like an incredibly selfish act to choose myself. But spoiler alert, it's not. It is not selfish to choose yourself. And in a weird way, choosing myself has actually made me much more generous because I have more to give to people. 
I also recognize that I'm not for everyone and that's okay. And giving up that fear of living up to anyone's perception of who I am has really naturally moved me away from self-sacrificer to a generous giver. And I really like the analogy of the airplane oxygen, where they always tell you to put your oxygen on first before you help anyone. Because if you pass out, you're not going to help anybody else around you. So it's the same thing with life. You have to take care of yourself first. If you're in despair, check your air. I totally just made that up right now and I'm going to use it. (laughs) I read another quote by a French philosopher. His name is Emmanuel Levinas. I don't know if I said that right, but I'll say it with authority. (laughs) Emmanuel Levinas. He said, true generosity does not differentiate between more or less deserving recipients nor does it give in the expectation of return. Rather, it is an unconditional openness to the other, an opening of oneself to otherness in a way that is willing to have one's own identity called into question. So let me say that last part one more time. Generosity is an unconditional openness to the other, an opening of oneself to otherness in a way that is willing to have one's own identity called into question. So that really made me think about the things in my life that are other. Um, What have I closed myself off to in order to protect my identity? Is it lifestyles? Is it cultures? And what are my ideas that I have made into my identity? Now, I can tell you what happens when one of your ideas that is your identity changes and everything unravels everything falls apart. And that brings me to the elephant in the room. I do talk about this a little bit in upcoming podcasts, and I did allude to it a little bit in the Mrs. X episode. But for those who don't know, I decided to step away from the LDS church about two and a half years ago. And it was not a decision that I made lightly, and it is still something that I think about often. I live in Utah County, and It's a very tricky situation because I have a lot of people who I love and respect who are part of the church. And it's not that it's a secret. It's just out of respect for some of those relationships that I don't openly talk about it as much as others. Owning my story doesn't mean that I have to give up every dirty detail about my life, (laughs) even though that's what the people want. And you know I love a good reality TV show. But this will not be the episode that I share all of that information or explain why I made the decision that I did. But I will tell you one small experience. And I tell you this story, but with the utmost respect for the women that I served with in the State Young Women's Presidency because I learned so much from them. And I'm very grateful for the time that I had to serve with them. I learned a lot. So this particular experience happened during a ward conference. And during ward conference, the stake auxiliary leaders will go to each ward and teach the second and third hours of whichever auxiliary they are presiding over. And we don't even have a third hour anymore. That's how much stuff has changed. (laughs) Anyway, during this ward conference, 
I was sitting with the youth and I actually loved going to ward conference. I loved going into each ward and spending more time with all of the youth and I was sitting there listening and the person who was teaching at the time said, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, the spirit will be there. But if you're making the wrong choices, the spirit will leave. And when I heard that, I immediately broke out into a sweat and I was starting to scream internally because I was thinking, please don't teach that to these teenagers. Please don't teach that to them in the loneliest time of their life. That the one thing that we are always taught in the church that should always be with us is the spirit. But if they are making a choice that someone else sees as being wrong, that they will be left alone. And to me, that really hit me in the heart because I already talked about what it feels like to be lonely. And that was a very difficult thing for me to hear and be expected to teach. Now, I know that the things that people say in church are not doctrine, and that is a whole other podcast topic, but it really made me think. It made me think about the things that are other And it was so important to me because I have been there. I have been the other. I am other. And if my identity is based on some of these beliefs, is that who I am? And I really started to think about what that meant, who I I am. So the other day I was listening to Les Mis, since we're on a French kick, I'm not even going to attempt to say the full lame is. But I had all of these things on my mind. And so I was kind of listening with a different perspective. And so Jean Valjean was singing, Who Am I? And the words are, Can I conceal myself forevermore? Pretend I'm not the man I was before. And must my name until I die be no more than an alibi? And it got me thinking, you know, he's getting ready to reveal his true identity to save someone from his fate. And, you know, he sings out 24601. And really, is he a different man? Were they different? Were they the same? Are they just intertwined? And I know that this sounds a little dramatic, but Les Mis is very dramatic. It's the saddest story ever written. (laughs) But I don't think he could have been the man that he was without having his previous experience. And I feel the same way about myself. I would not be who I am without having some of these hard experiences in my life. I wouldn't give it up. I wouldn't give up who I am for who I was or in exchange for those things that I've gone through. So what do you think about Privacy and secrecy, sacrifice, shame, and identity. I would love to know your thoughts. And to end with a music lyric, because I must, free your mind and the rest will follow. Remember, I know Kea because I do. (laughs) 